0: good morning ladies and gentlemen this is divine like i said i'm going to try to get two out to you guys today as i am posting as i'm recording this one i'm posting the other one which is the sports rundown and smackdown results that is coming out to you guys right now as we speak um, i want to thank everybody for their continued love and support of the podcast it is going to get a little difficult for me as i go through this but uh I mean, college comes first, so I will be podcasting as much as I can. I know I said that on the other one, but just want everyone to understand that I'm not trying to give up on you guys. Titanic hopefully will be able to um, come in and pull some of the weight on some of the podcasts once he gets to feeling a little better, as he does have a lot going on. <laughs> but uh, just want to thank everybody again for. Having our our backs and and continuing to listen to the podcast, we're fixing to get things underway here. Give me just a few seconds as I get this one submitted out to you, the fans, and we move forward with what we need to do here. But I uh, want to thank everybody I know. Raw. Recap, y'all are used to it coming out right after Raw. This is probably how it's going to come out from now on. With everything, it's going to come out a little bit later um, because of college taking priority. And, and that is not to offend anyone, but it is what's got to be done. College comes first. I have to get the work done. Uh, as Cody Rhodes would say, you got to do the work to you know succeed and be successful. But uh, I put Sports Rundown with SmackDown Rundown there. For everyone to listen to. Now, we open up Monday Night's Raw with a recap of last week's show, which featured the return of several of the WWE legends, including but not limited to Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Big Show, Mark Henry, and many, many more. It's Tonka, several ladies wrestlers. Uh, once we get into the Thunderdome, the WWE COO Triple H would make his entrance to the ring. He goes to address the WWE Universe before he could speak. He was immediately interrupted by Randy Orton, the Legend Killer, the Viper, the Apex Predator. He makes his way into the ring and mocks Triple H, asking him to uh, make him enter number 30 in the Royal Rumble, give him the WWE Championship because Drew Mac and Qatar can't be there. Etc. Etc. Randy tells you know, Hunter tells Randy that he's going to have to win the rumble if he wants to become the WWE champion. Before saying that he's not impressed with Randy and what he's done in the past year, said he was proud of him for setting the fiend on fire, uh, but that he was not proud of him for you know threatening legends and things like that and kicking Big Show in the head and humiliating Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. Um, Hunter tells Randy that. Uh, Hunter tells, you know, he says Randy isn't a legend and is nothing but a uh, no-good prick. I made the comment that that's one no-good prick from another because uh, Triple H used to be the same way. And then Randy says he is at his peak and in his prime and a legend in his own right. Uh, Randy would then challenge Hunter to a street fight later on in the show. Hunter said there's no benefit in facing him later tonight before denying him. Hunter starts to leave the ring, and that's when Randy rolls out the usual comments, telling Hunter... Yeah, he doesn't have the testicle fortitude, says that, hey, is it because Stephanie's not here and you can't get your balls out of Stephanie's purse, things like that. Triple H turns around, pops him right there in the face, drops him with a right hand. Randy would roll out of the ring, and Randy would then say, I guess that means yes. And uh, then we move on. We get a recap of what happened last week between the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Oscar and Charlotte, with Lacey and Peyton Royce, where Ric Flair would cost his daughter the match. We then go backstage, Charlotte, to an interview. Um, being interviewed about Lacey flirting with Ric Flair last week. So she still loves her father and wants uh, to know why he's being, why she's being asked about her father in 2021. Charlotte then says she's going to teach Lacey a lesson before leaving and making her way to the ring. When they get to the ring, Lacey is interviewed backstage as Charlotte is in the ring (coughs) where she says that she didn't do anything. Rick wasn't up for being, uh, wasn't up for being dedicating her match to Rick and Charlotte is in the ring where she says that she didn't do anything. Um, Lacey saying that she didn't do anything, I guess, but, uh, Rick apparently isn't there, but, uh, Lacey saying that she's dedicating her match to Rick and coming out to the ring. Uh, then we come back to a video package promo by Drew McIntyre, who addresses his diagnosis of COVID-19 before issuing a public service announcement about the virus and asking everyone to please mask up, make sure you wear your mask, please mask up, please mask up. Yeah. So Charlotte Flair versus Lacey Evans, they exchange, exchange headlocks, Charlotte drops Lacey with a shoulder block, uh, Charlotte then rocks Lacey with a back elbow, couple of chops from Charlotte. Um, hits a running knee lift in the corner, a couple of dives. Lacey then crawls out of the ring before Ric Flair comes out to the ring as we go to commercial break. We come back to Charlotte still in control before Lacey sends her into the barricade, and Charlotte comes back with chops and clotheslines. Charlotte hits Lacey with the natural selection that Rick breaks up by putting Lacey's leg on the bottom rope. Odd situation here. Wonder what's going on. Charlotte then counters the women's right before Rick trips Charlotte and Lacey falls on top of Charlotte before holding her feet and helping Lacey pin Charlotte for the win. Lacey Evans defeats Charlotte Flair via pinfall. Odd situation there as Rick Flair helped Lacey Evans pick up the victory over Charlotte. We then get a graphic for Jeff Hardy versus Elias up next as we go into another yet commercial break. Uh, We did open up with a talk show. I just decided not to bitch about it today because it is what it is. It's WWE Monday Night Raw, and they're going to have the soap opera talk show. They come back to Sheamus and Keith Lee backstage with the two make amends and are interrupted by The Miz and Morrison, who challenge them to a match, which they accept. Jeff Hardy would actually take on Jackson Ryder with Elias, Uh, there's several instances last night, so I'm a little confused. I know we find out that Kofi Kingston has a broke jaw and that's why he's gone. But Jeff Hardy ends up working twice. Matt Riddle works twice. Keith Lee and Seamus work twice. It's, it's a very peculiar situation, a, a, a night of over and over again, shit. It's just, it's just weird how they're, you know, they don't, they're not showcasing anyone else. Where was Ricochet? Where was anyone else? You know what I mean? Anyway, Elias comes out before the match and says that he can't face Jeff tonight before saying that Jackson will take his place. Once the match starts, Jackson beats Jeff down in the corner as Elias joins on commentary. Uh, Before running into the turnbuckle and Jeff takes a neckbreaker, hits a neckbreaker. Elias then distracts Jeff when he goes to go up top for a swan tom and then Jackson rolls him up for the pin. Jackson Ryder beats Jeff Hardy via pinfall. Jeff then challenges Elias to a match as we go to yet another commercial break. We come back, Jeff Hardy versus Elias. And Jeff Hardy uh, misses misses a splash in the corner. Jeff hits a whisper in the wind for two before Elias counters a twist of fate and a spin kick into a jumping knee and a spinning neck breaker for a near fall. Elias then rocks Jeff with uppercuts before Jeff gets two off of a backslide and hits the twist of fate before finishing with a swanton bomb for the pin in the wind. Jeff Hardy defeats Elias via pinfall. Elias yells at Jackson after the match and asks why he didn't help Jackson, saying that he told him not to before we get a graphic from Miz and Morrison versus Sheamus and Lee up next as we go to commercial again. Uh, John and Sheamus start the match. Keith gets comes in and clears the ring single-handedly before Sheamus hits the top top. There. Eh. It's the top off of the apron. I don't know what my note meant to say there. Seamus tags Keith back in. Uh, John focuses on his legs and tries to chop Lee down before Lee launches John across the ring. And one of the top turnbuckles comes apart. Miz then checks on John as Seamus and Keith have their arms around each other's shoulders laughing. And what just happened as we go to commercial break. When we come back, Miz and Morrison are in control of Seamus before Seamus gets the hot tag to Keith who throws Eminem around the ring. Funny, I wrote Eminem. They're not Eminem. They're Miz and Morrison, but still. Keith thinces Miz out of the ring before Sheamus tags himself in and hits John with the brogue kick for the pin and the win. Sheamus and Keith Lee would defeat John Morrison. Triple H is interviewed backstage where he addresses Randy Orton personally, getting right up in the camera and says he accepts, uh, and he's going to kick his ass every time. Seamus versus Keith Lee. We come back to Keith and Seamus brawling in a match made during commercial break, which made no sense. No one even knew that. But uh, they brutalize each other with clubbing blows. Seamus sends Keith out of the ring. Uh, Keith Lee would then hit a flying clothesline into a jumping knee, left arm of Keith, and locking in an arm bar back and forth. Anyway, Keith Lee would hit a single arm powerbomb into the Spirit Bomb. For the pin and the win Keith Lee defeats Sheamus They hug We come back And we get uh, From the break Of the recap So WWE championship Match between the champion uh, Drew McIntyre And Keith Lee Last week This is the recap That we get In which Drew retained And was then challenged By Goldberg uh, Drew says that Goldberg let him down and his legacy down and that he puts words into his mouth and that he didn't want to accept his challenge. Drew then says that he challenged, changed his mind when Goldberg put his hands on him and unless Goldberg, and uses Goldberg's catchphrase and says, Goldberg, in your own words, you're next. Uh, backstage, Riddle talks to the Lucha House Party about pizza before they tell him they have his back in his United States Championship match against Lashley later tonight And we go to commercial break. Xavier Woods would then come to the ring to take on T-Bar of Retribution. Um, wasn't impressed with this match. They pretty much just belittled Xavier Woods as he got defeated by T-Bar via pinfall. Randy's then interviewed backstage where he says that Hunter knows him better than anyone else and he's changed and he's a new has a newfound hatred. Randy then says that the hatred is good and he can direct it at someone else like Triple H. We get a graphic for the United States Championship match between Lashley and Riddle. And now it's time for the WWE after-commercial break again, of course. It is now time for the WWE United States Championship match between Bobby Lashley and Matt Riddle. Bobby Lashley just literally goes off beating down Riddle, busts his mouth open, tosses him over the top rope, very roughly, might I add. Uh, Riddle sends Bobby into the post and hits the floating bro before Bobby counters the final flash. And manhandles Riddle, and manhandles Riddle even more. Bobby then submits Riddle with the Hurt Lock for the tap and the win. Bobby would retain the United States Championship by defeating Riddle by submission. After the match, Riddle calls out MVP and challenges him to a match because apparently MVP kicked him while he was down. Uh, MVP gets in the ring. The two lock up with MVP in control early, and Street close hitting his signature elbow, which Riddle just got his ass handed to him. I mean, legitimately handed to him. Bobby was very brutal with him. Um, anyway, MVP counters an exploder before Riddle hits the final flash and takes out Bobby at ringside by kicking him. Um, before hitting MVP with the Floating Bro, Robbie then would come in and spear Riddle out of nowhere for the disqualification. Riddle defeats MVP via disqualification when Bobby Lashley would interfere. After the match, MVP hits Riddle with a PK to the ribs, punt kick to the ribs, before he and Bobby leave and celebrate the ramp, uh, up on the ramp. We get another recap of this past week's edition of SmackDown this time, in which Adam Pearce defeated Shinsuke in a gauntlet match to earn an opportunity to face Roman at the uh, Rumble for the WWE Championship. And then we get the backstage segment with AJ Styles talking to Adam, where AJ says that he can face Adam for the WWE Championship if he beats Roman at the Rumble. After he wins the Rumble, Drew Gulak then tries to enter into the rumble and is denied by Adam before he and AJ mock each other. And Adam says that Drew can be in the match if he beats AJ in a match, which is now next. Uh, we get another commercial break, and then Drew Gulak versus AJ is in the ring. Uh, Drew goes right after AJ. They both go for a drop kick at the same time. We see, um, you know, hitting a bridging suplex for another two count. For a third consecutive two, a Tiger driver for a third consecutive two count. AJ counters a suplex before Drew gets off of a, uh, a Samson clutch. And AJ hits a Pele kick before rocking Drew with a fury of strikes. AJ sends Drew over the top rope and down onto the floor where Omus is towering over him. AJ then comes out, sends him into the announcer table, then tosses him back into the ring. AJ then finishes Drew up with the phenomenal forearm for the pin in the win. AJ Styles defeats true Gulak via pinfall. We come back to an extended video package for the career of Goldberg. Just talking about his streak and things like that. Backstage, Keith Lee is trying to talk Triple H into letting him wrestle Randy. Randy uh, he's wanting to wrestle Randy Orton again and again, and, You know, blah, blah, blah. Hunter tells him that he appreciates it, but it's, he has to do it. Keith then hands Hunter his jacket, and the two have a fist bump before Keith leaves and we go back to commercial break. We come back from commercial break. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Uh, was not extremely impressed with this match. Um, I don't like the way they're doing the tag team of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Shayna Baszler is the Ricky Morton of the team. She takes all the heat. She, she, she deals with all the punishment. And it's not it's not very good to me. For that to be that way, she she needs to be more of a dominant women's wrestler in there. But uh, they have her take the majority of the heat during the match, and then they let Nia come in and do the you know cleaning of the house. But uh, Nia takes out Dana and Mandy with a running splash in the corner. Then Shayna would tag herself in, and would make Mandy tap out to the of clutch for the win. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defeat Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke via submission. We then go to another commercial break. Triple H would come out to the ring first. Randy comes out, and then Randy, you know, walks around the ring for a little bit. Then Randy finally slides in. Triple H sends Randy out of the ring with a right hand before the two brawl and make their way to ringside all over the place. Triple H and Randy poke poke and prod at each other. Randy pokes Triple H in the eyes before Triple H drops him across the announce table and grabs his signature sledgehammer as Randy has been tossed back into the ring. Triple H slides the sledgehammer into the ring before the lights go out. And as he's getting the sledgehammer, the lights start to go out, kind of like they have been doing. And then uh, as they start to go down, Triple H kind of looks around. He panics. Randy panics. They're both looking at each other. Triple H slides into the ring with the sledgehammer. He's holding it down. Um, uh, Triple H is standing there with it down. You can't see the sledgehammer. Uh, As the lights are down, Triple H then holds the sledgehammer up, and it's a flaming torch. The sledgehammer is lit up on fire. The lights go out, and as they come back up, and you hear this, or actually as they go down, you hear this distorted, uh, broken, beaten version of the Firefly Funhouse theme playing. And then when the lights come back up, the flaming sledgehammer and Triple H are gone. Randy's standing there, and you've got You know, Alexa Bliss standing in the corner behind Randy. She holds up her glove to her chin. It says pain. And then with her standing there and Hunter gone, Alexa then fire bombs Randy right in the face with a fireball launcher or a uh, fire launcher shooting Randy Orton in the face. And this is where I was not impressed. Because in my mind, the minute she shot him in the face, With what would be presumed a live fireball, there should have been medical personnel coming down that ramp. There should have been someone jumping in that ring to check on Randy. There should have been a towel brought to him, water dumped on him. Someone should have reacted a lot quicker than they did. You could tell that that was edited earlier, that that was not something that was live. I don't think a lot of it was live. Um, I think that that was a poor job on WWE's part on selling that injury for Randy as they should have more definitely oversold that they should have had, you know, like I said, Dr. Sampson, who is supposedly at ringside jump in and, and check on him had, you know, somebody freak out and brought a towel, some water, something. I get it. He's a heel, but I don't know. But uh, apparently, it was part of the plan for Keith Lee um, to break the ring ropes. Not only did he wrestle twice, but it was also part of the plan. Let me see. Apparently, they broke it just to keep fans tuned in during commercial break. And That was something that was outrageous to hook the people. So they had the top rope snap to hook the people. But the thing is, by the time it came back, it was irrelevant. And that is true. I don't think that uh, I would buy that he broke that ring without help. So I mean, it's true. Uh, Drew McIntyre on his COVID. Uh, he he has been pulled from Raw this week. W champion still he is still accepting the Goldberg's challenge but he wasn't able to actually show up to the Thunderdome. It looks like, uh, let's see here, he'll miss two weeks to build toward his match with Goldberg. It's unknown how WWE will hype that match, but they need to figure out a way to build toward Goldberg's in-ring return without featuring his opponent. Uh, this is an unpredictable situation due to the COVID-19 and it's, uh, it's what we're all dealing with. I mean, look at my college classes, but it is what it is. They put a lot of faith in Drew McIntyre recovering quickly when they made his match against Goldberg official this week. Hopefully everything does work out for that situation. Uh, not sure about it. I hear that Ronda Rousey and Travis Browing Browning are training with mixed tag matches. Not sure what that's about. Apparently, WWE is dealing with a number of COVID-19 cases. Drew McIntyre is one that has tested positive for COVID-19, but he wasn't the only WWE superstar who's dealing with this issue. The company's working around a few instances of COVID-19 across their brands. Um, we do know that um, you know, Drew McIntyre has covid Kofi Kingston apparently has a broken jaw and he's gonna be out for some time. Uh, there's at least four, including Drew, that uh, we are aware of at this time that have COVID or just uh, just got over COVID. And there may be more. There was one on SmackDown who was scheduled in the show on the show and taken off. Uh, there's one who's a big star who just came back from COVID and they're on NXT. Uh, there's probably others who will be kept out for contact tracing. We'll just have to see how WWE works around losing talent due to the COVID to see what they do. Things are still uh, still an issue, especially in Florida, where WWE records all of their content at this point. Our thoughts are with anyone dealing with a difficult situation. We do know that uh, AEW is moving to Miami due to the heat. Kenta has apparently returned to the U.S. He does not like. Corey Graves X-Pac has no desire to go Into WWE Hall of Fame on his own Huh interesting situation What's everyone think of Ric Flair and Lacey Evans New Union that's an odd situation Right Um, So we'll see how that turns out and What's going on there We've got a few more names for the uh, Royal Rumble on January 31st. Of course, they only added two women, meaning that the field is still wide open. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooks announced at the same time that they're entering the 2021 Women's Rumble. Their team could pay off in the Royal Rumble, but in the end, it's every woman for herself, of course. Um, As of this writing, no NXT stars have confirmed, but it's not out of the questions. Uh, you can check out. Here's the updated list. Men, Daniel Bryant, Bobby Lashley, AJ Orton, and Otis are still the same women. It'll be Bayley, Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Dana Brooks, and Mandy Rose. I'm sure Shayna Baszler will be in that. It'll be Roman Reigns for versus Adam Pierce for the Universal title, the WWE title, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. And then, of course, the Men's Rumble and the Women's Rumble matches will be those matches featured on that night. Apparently, Caleb Braxton is. uh. Getting some disgusting tweets, joking about COVID nineteen. Um, let's 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 do some deep dive in here. Triple H and Randy Orton matches was cut short, uh, but WWE needed to continue the Vipers angle with Bray Wyatt's fiend. Uh, the ending of RAW this week was, of course, pretty taped Bliss throwing a fireball like that took a little extra production value, and they wanted to get it right. Uh, Out goes Triple H, and comes a bliss, and she brought the fire. Uh, Going to a pre-tape feed also explained how Randy Orton's cheek magically healed. It was busted open by Triple H during their brawl around the ring. Blood was also on Triple H's head during the melee, but that blood was gone when his sledgehammer caught on fire. I noticed that. I didn't point it out. That's, you know, that's one of the ways you knew it was pre-taped I'm just reading over some other notes here That's been released by like Meltzer and people like that So shout out to Dave Meltzer on the show uh, WWE has the lecture Producing thing, this kind of sport In the Thunderdome, spot in the Thunderdome This is one thing they will lose once they have The ability to tour and have an actual live crowd Once again, which is true um, The ending was very interesting it, it, To me, the, you know, whatever I I wasn't happy with it. Uh, You know, Kofi Kingston out of action with an injury. We know that he's got the broken jaw. Um, You know, it's hard. Xavier Woods will go it alone now. Um, Kofi Kingston has a fractured jaw. Hopefully he'll be back in time. You know, he suffered that during his match with the Hurt Business. Hopefully he'll be back in time for the, the, the Royal Rumble. Kofi's always been really impressive in the Royal Rumble. And uh, we hope that he recovers quickly and, and 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 healthily back in and is able to come into the Royal Rumble and do something good. We know Val Venis is having issues with Twitter and uh, things like that. So it is what it is. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed Raw last night. I, I wouldn't even give it a B in my opinion because it was obvious they pre-taped it. They shouldn't have... Um, I get it; they didn't want to screw the spot up with her shooting the the fireball at him and stuff like that. But they should have done something different. They, I mean, I, I liked it; it was good, and it keeps the story going. But, um, in my opinion, if you're going to do that, make sure you don't bust the guy open and y'all be covered in blood before you come back to the, the, the tape segment or whatever you're going to do. You got to be careful. But anyway, this is your raw recap of the week. Hope you guys enjoyed. I got to get off here; I've got an hour and hour and 30-minute podcast of my own to listen to, which is my history class, as well as everything else I need to do today. So, thank you thank you guys for your continued love and support and listening to the podcast. Shout out again to Buster H.R. Johnson and Sexy Sam Dollar. Go check them out on YouTube at Buster H.R. Johnson on YouTube. And check out the Wrestling with the Locals YouTube page. We got some old footage up. There'll be some new stuff up soon hopefully within the next four months. (laughs) But uh, just bear with me. It'll get better and it'll get worse. There's going to be hard times and easy times and hard times breed better men. Ain't that right, Cody? But uh, thank you all for your love and support. Keep listening to Wrestling with the Locals. We'll see you down the road.